show and you get home, boys. They got your back, the pride of the fleets, the bright swinging frogmen of the UTT. Hey folks, Commander Mark Devine coming at you with the Unbeatable Mind podcast on the Seal Fit channel. You can find it on iTunes or at sealfit.com. And speaking of that, it's a great idea to go to sealfit.com and drop your email into our email list if you're not already on it. That way you'll get all the cool little stuff that we send out, including this podcast. Good idea. Yeah, isn't that a good idea? <laughs> so I'm super stoked to have as a guest today, Mr. Joe Stump who's become a good friend of ours and mine over the past couple of years here at the SealFit Training Center. Um, it's quite a story, and we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, Joe is the founder and owner of Buy Referral Only. He serves predominantly real estate professionals there as a coach, and he's darn good at what he does. Uh, he also is a seal fitter, um, a spiritual aspirant, um, <laughs> physical stud, CrossFit Games competitor, well, all sorts of other things. Seeker. Seeker. Um, dog lover. I, I love the seeker because the, we talk about this, the seeker's job is to seek. Right. It's not to find. Not to find. <laughs> you may not find anything, but as long as you're seeking. So when I met you, it was perfect because right. it's never ending. You know, it's like ongoing all the time. I remember, yeah. um, I remember when you first walked into the CrossFit gym yeah. with Beamalon. Remember that? And we yeah, started training together. Yeah. Right. When yeah. Rory was here, Rory McKernan. And yeah. um, we did some training and then something happened you maybe you got injured or something you went off and did something else and then yeah. didn't see you for a while until you got intrigued with Kokoro camp right and then um yeah that, that did what, what the story was is we were doing box jumps and deadlifts with rory mm -hmm. and i jumped up and something happened in my kidney they dragged me across the street over to barinsky oh really and did a little bit of work on me and i was out for five months and that was early, early CrossFit. That was, early CrossFit. That was uh, ramp. Our intention was to hurt people back then. That was the ramp up. It's like, okay, ramp up is uh, <laughs> 25 deadlifts, 10 box jumps, 10 rounds right. for time. For time, yeah. We've learned a little bit <laughs> yeah. Yeah, since then. And then, yeah, then I did come around. Then that was the day I met. Uh, you guys were all on the, well, we had talked business right. stuff, you know, right. but actually coming back into your, uh, into this world was uh, looking at those guys on the grinder there. Yeah, pretty and cool. wondering, huh? like, Okay. What's that all about? What's that all about? Well, I, don't, I do want to come back to that, and I want to talk about your experience at Seal Fit and your book, The Willing Warrior, which has helped a lot of, you know, in particular guys over 45 to 50, right, kind right. of, who are wondering, you know, that's really cool, but I don't think I could do that. Mm. And uh, you've you know, provided good inspiration and a roadmap, which is mm. pretty cool. Um, but before we do that, I'd love to ask um, some questions of our guests. And they're not, there's no trick questions, but really, since I'm really about character, as you know, you know, I love developing character. The reason we call the grinder the grinder, because we like to grind character and build it back up. And so I like to, um, you know, I don't like to focus on business stuff or even fitness so much, mm. but really about the inner space. So character, uh, what makes you tick? Mm. How does the mind work? You know, spiritual things intuition, all these things that are aspects of unbeatable mind that we try to delve into. So my first question, Joe, is what is your purpose in life? Mm. How do you define your purpose when you wake up every day and you say, this is why I'm here? Mm. Well, how would you articulate that? And how did that evolve? You sure you don't want to talk about our workout this morning? <laughs> <laughs> it's a great workout. I enjoyed that. <laughs> and that's part of the purpose, right? right? That, you know, is to show up in every moment uh, fully present. Yeah. You know, like and, uh, you know, and really my, my purpose is for every person who crosses my path, how can I be present enough to see what I could do to serve that person? No matter who it is, if it's mm -hmm. somebody on the grinder and we're working out, how can I encourage them? Mm -hmm. uh, if it's somebody even at Starbucks, how can I have a moment where this exchange is going to be more delightful than the last one, or mm -hmm. not in comparison? But how can I leave that person better? And uh, you know, that's my prayers. My prayers, God, just give me uh, the awareness that when somebody's crossing my path, that I can see it. Yeah, that's terrific. <laughs> that's yeah, that's all that. I really want, you know. Right. And then, then if I see it, I can usually respond to it if I'm not in my stuff. So, right. um, and that's a constant practice yeah. in of itself. It's a mindfulness practice, what yeah. you just described. Yeah, that's cool. And that's I think that's what I've learned most from you because when I do think of you, uh, the the 
quality of character that you bring and that is demonstrated mm -hmm. uh, not only in the output that you're doing in your business like mm -hmm. is amazing I love to see that but I get to see it on the grinder and I get mm -hmm. to see it in your workouts and I get to see how steadfast you are and how clear you are and I love that thought like when you touch the barbell like into the into the cone of silence right you know the I love that silence, right. it, we're all, you know everything is right here right now right. and uh, that's been a, uh, like a great lesson is there's no past there's no future there's just this just moment now, yeah. and so that's like my meditation is nice. just bring me into the moment because my mind the mind knows how to worry about the future and then regret about the past mm -hmm. and it can go there quickly but mm -hmm. I have to train I've trained it you know interesting in how yeah. much of our life we spend mastering those two skills <laughs> <laughs> worrying worrying about the future and regretting yeah. about regretting the past those are like master skills for a lot of people oh yeah yeah and they're negative yeah no, they, they don't take you off track yeah, they take me off track yeah. I, I don't like too sometimes. yeah yeah so I especially when I go into um, uh, like the comparison thing, like because like, we're in a competitive nature, like we got the CrossFit Games coming up, and I'm watching the whole shift of the energy again. Yeah. You know, and where the energy is now the leaderboard, how mm -hmm. many people aren't looking at the ceiling. And so if I engage in that, then I get stuck, well, what happened last year, and then what's going to happen in the future? Mm -hmm. And so I'm using that, and you always say, you know, notice what happens. Like I'm really using that as a gauge to see where I am at this year. And I'm noticing I'm less attached. Like I'm having more less fun. Less attached, yeah. Good yeah, and less attached. Having more fun, more present, looking at where I'm at, not where, you know, like where I'm going to finish. I think you could go through the open and not look at the leaderboard. In fact, I, I challenge you to go through the first workout. And not know where I stand. And not know where you stand until yeah. you get into the second workout. Of course, someone will probably tell you, or until someone tells you. It'll drive you nuts. But yeah. <laughs> what, yeah. a great, what a great, you know, test that would be. I'll let you try it next year. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm not planning on doing it this year. I'll probably come at it next year. Yeah. You know, I needed to give myself yeah. a little break. But th that whole thought of, uh, you know, just being present to what what's occurring for me without any attachment to happening to anybody else. That, right. That's, right. Uh, you know, that's, you're at the Buddha level. I'm not. Yeah. You know, well, I'm, I'm on my way. <laughs> All I know about enlightenment is I'm not. <laughs> it's lighter there. It's lighter there. Yeah. yeah. Um, here's another question, and this one ties to the first. But what are you, you know, what are you passionate about? Like mm -hmm. if I, you're doing it, right? You yeah. know, a lot of times I'll ask this question, like if you, if you had no financial obstacles, well, you don't. If you had no physical obstacles. You don't, for the most part. I know your shoulder popped out this morning, and that, you know, but some minor stuff. What would you, how would you orient your life, and what would you do every day? You know, I know what you, you define as your purpose. This is to bring presence to every interaction, every moment. Right. But what are you passionate about? Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's, you know, I have oriented. How do you align your life? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, I moved across the street. I noticed and, that. And, and you noticed that? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm always in your face. <laughs> but, you know, like what happened out of Kokoro was is that I got to see the, the, uh, the, the truth about stuff. Right. The truth about uh, accumulating stuff. And I had a big, giant, beautiful home that I built. And I had like remarkable artwork, all the most incredible things in the world. And it was all nice. But it was like some luggage that I had added to avoid something, not mm -hmm. to give me something. And so I kept me in my house. It mm -hmm. kept me, me being, bringing people to my house, you mm -hmm. know, but it wasn't for the joy of it. It was more, there was something I was avoiding, which was being part of something, being out in a community, being engaged mm -hmm. with people. Mm -hmm. And it's very clever how we can sure. create things Sounds to avoid. lonely to me. Yeah, yeah, well, it was more of uh, avoiding being in, a relationship, being right. in community, right. but not right. knowing that. Like right. I would describe it as, "Want well, to see my amazing house? We can stay there for the rest mm -hmm. of our life." Mm -hmm. uh, and then, and out of uh, the Kokoro experience, I really got. got I was like, "Whoa! Mm -hmm. A mat this thin, kitchen, a group of guys, and a grinder." It's enough. <laughs> you know, and I was fulfilled. You know, like right. it was like a, I, I felt like this great sense, and that's when I th sold everything. And then you I know, remember was, when you did that; that was pretty powerful. Yeah, that was that was that was a, a really that letting go. Yeah, not you know that practicing non-attachment to the material yeah. world. 
And then just seeing where it would land. Like, so out of Kokoro, I remember getting in my car and going right over to the, I had nowhere to live. I went and stayed at the Best Western Hotel. <laughs> so you sold all this before Kokoro? Or oh, yeah, yeah. No, no. I, when I went through the three-week three academy, academy, I'm right, in the academy right. and I'm having this awakening. Right. And I called Jesse. And I said, Jesse, put the house on the market. And it sells like two days later. <laughs> <laughs> and you end up without a home after Kokoro. Yeah, and I'm in my car. and I'm, I'm, At least you didn't I'm, have to worry about it while you were there. Oh, no, I didn't have to. Oh, yeah, well, you don't have much to think about then. <laughs> all that rest, all this. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then, and, then, and then just opening to, like, okay, where, where's it going to take me next? Uh, Joseph Jaworski wrote a book called Synchronicity. Yeah. Like, if you're really following your purpose, everything kind of opens its Absolutely. Open, it mm-hmm. opens its way. And so, and then one thing led to the next, and I find myself in a house right across the street from here. And that, like, put me in town, like put me in the community. Mm-hmm. And today, you know, I really do. I have some amazing friends. Absolutely. Not only around here, and yeah. I'm loved, and I'm, I love, and uh-huh. I feel part of. I can walk out the door at any moment and make eye contact with people. Right. Right. And that's not where I usually come from. I would come from, you know, I have this place, a world of my own. Mm-hmm. I traveled a lot. Mm-hmm. You're down with your head down, working a lot. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, so that really beautiful shift occurred, which now opens more to the purpose. Like, okay, anybody who's coming across my path, how do I serve them? Now just... Mm-hmm. You know, like the spirit is just giving me more people. Yeah. That's so cool. Now, you run a, a pretty um, um, highly regarded and successful coaching business. Yeah. How has kind of your awakening and your kind of growth translated back into how you serve that community and yeah. some of the things you do? And, you know, how has that changed for you? Yeah. Well, you know, from being in a position where you're leading a group of people who are seekers like we mm-hmm. both are we both are seekers and mm-hmm. we find seekers mm-hmm. you know and that's right. it's a, that's the, the gift and so i've been doing that for 30 years mm-hmm. like my company by referral only mm-hmm. and so uh, uh in the latest iteration you know like everything's evolving you know it's like i've really come marked to this full circle where i want to uh, do for them all the things that are not uh, their capability so mm-hmm. they can focus on being in relationship with people. Mm-hmm. So in the past, we would teach people how to write a direct response marketing postcard. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would teach them how to set up a website. We would teach them how to manage a database. Mm-hmm. We'd teach them, and what we found was like this glazed over look like, right. really. And so now our whole business is we just do it all for them. I mean, completely turnkey the whole thing. So we run your database. We do all the marketing to your clients. We, do, we run your Facebook page. We do everything for you. And then what we're watching is, is how people now avoid being in contact with people because all that stuff was distraction anyway. Right. And so now we get to work at that. That's more of a soulful level with people and at a deeper level. Like how do we strip away all that stuff? And big part of it is, you know, the physical embarrassment, right. you know, not taking care of themselves in a way that they would want to present themselves, mm-hmm. you know, and th- that leads us, you know, down mm-hmm. to that, you know, how do you prepare yourself right. physically and mentally? And so, so today that's where we have about 4,500 real estate agents and mortgage brokers all Mm. over North America Mm -hmm. who have uh, in our system all their clients, their top 150. So so you manage their clients in your system or you interact with them? We'll email 4 million pieces a week to the real estate agent's clients. So we have a thing, for example, like uh, we have every one of their birthdays. So if you're a real estate agent, you put 200 neighbors in there, we have 200 birthdays in there. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. imagine... 4,500 people have 200 names in there. Mm-hmm. So on any given day, I think I read a report today that we had 700 birthdays today. Mm-hmm. So seven. So we have a whole team of writers that write these amazing birthday cards. Oh, cool. And we find things in history that happened on their day that are obscure, right. that nobody probably has ever mentioned to them. And then we draw the connection back to... Uh, you know, like what it means to their birthday. And so uh, Lori, my writer, she does the thing. And then we email that, one press the button, and that email goes out to all of our clients. Mm -hmm. An email goes to all of our clients' clients. Mm -hmm. That is their birthday. And and then, uh, then we, our agent, all they have to do is pick up the phone now and engage. Mm-hmm. And that's where they have to face their greatest fear. Mm-hmm. Is, is how do I just be present for someone's birthday, right. love them without wanting anything, right. you know? And right. that's you know helping them develop real relationship, authentic relationships. Yeah, yeah. With their In a context, right? Yeah. What I love yeah. about that is yeah. is you're taking your business from transaction to transformation. Yeah. Yeah. Not only in how you interact with your coaches' clients, but how they right. interact with their clients. Right. 
And, and, and then that's where trust is built. And through that trust over the long term, they're going to get more referrals. They're going to do more business. Yeah. That's the hope, you know, like, and even if that doesn't come true, what it does mm-hmm. do is create space right. for people to get rid of the distractions that hold them back from being in right. conversation. Because mm-hmm. everything, everything happens in conversation. Right. You know, like, and we, you know, like, no matter how much we write or produce, we still have to have mm-hmm. people that are talking to people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, right. and, you know, that's, exactly. <laughs> you know, right. that's the one thing. I, I was with Dean Jackson this week, yeah. and he said... Doing podcasts nonstop. Yeah, and yeah. Do anything, right? You still have to do something. Have to do something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But even that's a conversation. Like, right. we're in conversation now. We're just leveraging the use of technology. But now right. that gets... A conversation has to happen to get it posted. I mean, everything right. is dialogue with somebody. Right, interesting. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Uh, but I was telling, we talk with Dean, and Dean and I were talking about what is the, will the real estate industry ever go away? You know, because everything's being leveraged with technology, yeah. Yeah. and we came to the conclusion that the last one hundred feet cannot be digitized, no, because there's too much emotion involved. Right. There's too many people involved. There's too much. Uh, you know, like negotiating and, uh, you know, like did the appraisal, it's not the appraisal is the problem. It's the way that the woman talked on the phone to the appraiser is the problem. Right. <laughs> and that ain't going to change. Right. <laughs> you know? That's not going to change. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's all developing those, those skills, yeah. those people skills. And, uh, right. uh, you know, it's really not hard to be successful. It's what's more challenging is to have a personality that is successful. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. It's hard to yeah. be real yeah yeah and if you're real then you're real successful i think and the more real you are you know in the context yeah, yeah. Of, of personal growth and development right yeah ultimately yeah i don't think i've met a single person who wasn't who was highly evolved who wasn't also really successful and then physically fit and physically fit isn't it yeah right? and they're cool yeah, yeah that's pretty yeah. cool yeah. So um, I know a lot of the folks watching or listening are, are interested in your Kokoro Seal Fit Academy of Kokoro Experience because you, when you went through, you were 54. So you're the, oldest, you're the oldest guy to go through the academy. You've since been trumped on the Kokoro side. Stump's been trumped. Stump's been trumped. And you're about to get trumped by a 63-year-old guy, Dave. Dave, Dave right? I love he's Dave. He's one yeah, of our yeah. members here. Yeah. He's been training like a banshee. And, yeah. and he's fit. He's going to kill he's it. He's going to kill it, yeah. But... You were um, you were impacted, and you were journaling, and I remember you writing, and you you finished the experience, and literally a few months later, you handed me a manuscript and said, "Mark, here's a book I wrote about my experience going through Silver <laughs> Academy," and you called it the Willing Warrior. You brought a copy with you. Yeah. Um, what were some of your insights that you shared in that book? And you might we might even have an offer yeah. like, to get some of the book to the listeners right later on. Yeah. 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 Well, I, uh, yeah. We I forgot, forgot to ask you about that, but yeah, yeah something we'll do. Um, so the uh, the first manuscript, I, and I gave to you. I don't know if you remember this. I do. And you call me into the <laughs> suite B. Right. You said, "Sit down." And you said, "There's certain things warriors don't discuss." <laughs> right. Because <laughs> I had taken it over the edge. Right. You know, like, and so we all have our wounds. And sometimes right. when you're writing, you don't know where you're going with it. You don't know how far sure. you're going. Right. But I'm so grateful, like in reflection, that there was just some things that. Uh, were my stuff that yeah. didn't need to didn't be, need to be in get woven in there. And then we went back and took it all out. And then right. I came back and, and and then we've told like almost 10,000 copies of that book. That's terrific. Which is yeah. just all, a lot through your network, a lot mm-hmm. mostly through our network mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it's been a, been a great way mm-hmm. to give back mm-hmm. to... Um, to that experience, you yeah, know, and nice. uh, and I love the response that people give me when they read the book, and mm-hmm. especially the older people, like, wow, that's if you yeah. could do that, I could do that, you know, that right. kind of that little bit of hope. Right. So, but uh, the book came out of the direct experience with Kokoro. I know that when you wrote the book, every chapter you have kind of like some insights or some lessons. Mm-hmm. So, what are some of the lessons, some of your, your favorite lessons? that you learned that were important to you from that whole experience. Yeah. That would be interesting to share. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, truly I can. Um, you, know, you know, like even right here, you know, nothing evolves you faster than your environment. Right. You know, and, uh, you know, so the lesson I got out of that was, you know, put me in a bunk bed with, you know, five other guys, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, and- In the and, same bunk? With the same bunk. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> it evolves you very quickly. It evolves quickly. Things nothing, evolve quickly. Nothing will evolve thing. you faster than that. <laughs> You'll transform yourself into five different people. Um, 
Sorry, to <laughs> you'll morph into that. But um, uh, you know, so yeah, so you know, get them up into the when you guys come out here and you visit. Mark's got this facility right off the grinder there, and there's rooms where there's the bunk beds, and uh, and you and you go in there, and it's different than you know your plush house or something. Like a little that. bit, yeah. yeah, yeah. But but it's, it's not it's, bad. It, it, and hey, no, no, it's great. It could be worse. Yeah, hey, if you get could out of the room, always and, be worse. Yeah. Right? So uh, and if you come to Kokoro, you don't really get, even get to see that. But um, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, but that was an environment. Like so, the environment shapes you. And for right. the three weeks that I was in the academy, which is twenty-one days, it really takes hold of you. Right. And, uh, and that uh, that was an important lesson to me. Is is that uh, if I want to make a shift, change right. my environment. And that was that was right. a big part of uh, you know uh, what uh, I love about what, yeah. you, what you just yeah. said is yeah. it's one of our core teachings on the view of mind is that we we live and we show up simultaneously in three places: the I. Yeah, our sense of self, right. the we, the team, right. and our team culture and our dynamics and our team spirit, and then the it, which is our structure, right? right? And so right. if you if you leave one structure and then plug yourself into another structure like SealFit, all of a sudden you're living in a little bunk and right. you're in tight quarters and you got a tight timeline and you have very little time to yourself and your dynamics are changing fast, like you said. Right. That really affects the I and the we. Big time. Right. Yeah. Now yeah. your I, if you're going negative, is going to affect the we. Right. And if the team is cranking away and pulls you back up, that affects the I. And so all these I, we, and it, these three spheres arise simultaneously and impact each other right. simultaneously. To me, when I learned that, that's you know from Wilbur's teaching. Right. Um, it's just profound. Profound. Right. So simple. Yeah. And the most profound things usually are simple. But it's cool. Yeah. Well, that that I like if I bring the best me right. to the we to the we, and then the, and it all, elevates the we, and and everybody on the we is committed to that, right. you know, <clears throat> and then uh, and then in, in structure in an environment, right. which could be anywhere, it could be on the beach, could be anywhere, it could be anywhere, but it's the I and the we that create that environment. Right. Uh, that's where my evolution comes in. Now, for me, getting across the street and being 41 steps to the barbell, like touching the barbell in 41 steps. That's how I got it figured right. out right now. And then once I'm there, everything kind of shapes me. Right. I don't have to worry too much about that. The environment right. will take care of itself. Right. You know? And that's what you used to say to me during the pre-three-week academy when I was doing the seal fit training with you three or four times a week. You would say, just get here. Just be, bring your body and the mind will follow. Right. You know? And then we'll take care of the body. You don't even have to worry about that. Right. <laughs> but you just have to get your mind out of the way right. for the 23 minutes you have to drive here. Right. And then I remember I would come here and it was like, Everything would be great, but the hardest thing was just getting just there, getting there yeah. Yeah. and the environment, yeah. it would evolve it. Right. So, so that's the beauty of, yeah. of team training. Yeah. Right? And when you train alone, it's a little bit more challenging because right. you still drag your mind and all of its stuff into the workout. Whereas with team training, especially when we start with box breathing and then the brief and, you know, you're there for the team because mm -hmm. you plugged in, all that baggage goes away and you just click right into yeah. performance mode. Yeah, so, so the lesson that I'm, I love to communicate in that part of this is like the really investigating what is the environment that you've shaped around you, that yeah. you've created around you to support the best eye that you Absolutely. bring to the we. And so that, that, was, a, that was an amazing lesson, you know. Um, you, there, were, there were some crazy things that happened, you know. Uh, I, I was with Micah, was one of the young men that actually yeah, wanted to become Micah. a SEAL. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. a SEAL team guy now. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. Little guy, a little yeah. smurf, you know. Yeah. Uh, and so it was the day that we were cleaning out the gym, taking the weights up and down the hill there. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I had lost my focus a bit and was like looking at a couple of guys on the team like, oh, what are you doing carrying up? you know, a wall ball, like a six pound wall ball, you know, <laughs> and everybody's got these big weights, you know, right. and, and Michael was like moving this weight up and down. He's like carrying the, you know, the barbell with, you know, yeah. 225 on it up there. And right. I'm carrying like maybe some heavier kettlebells. And then one guy's carrying like the real, I stop and he get, Micah's coming down. I say, Micah, look at these guys. They're just not carrying. And it was like the most humbling moment. He puts his head down and he goes, Hey, Joey, I don't look at what everybody else is doing. I just keep my focus on what I need to do and we'll get this thing done. So they're doing the best they can. Maybe you should pick up some more weight. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was in that moment, it was like, like just perfect. That is perfect. The, the out, as soon as I look outside myself right. to mm. see how yeah. I'm doing in comparison to other people yeah. is when I get 
you know, I lose my focus. Right. Right? And, you, and you have even taught me this, is that you get hurt mm-hmm. is, yeah, is when you do that. And yeah. so Micah corrected me there. And so beautiful lesson. I mean, then that That's happened. That's a nice one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, then, uh, you know, going up the hill, uh, well, one of the nights going up the hill, yeah. you know, there's a, there's a beautiful experience where we take a little walk up mm-hmm. a hill. Mm-hmm. A little, <laughs> little walk up a hill a with, walk, with yeah. your team Just members. Just a walkabout. Yeah, a walkabout. Night, yeah. yeah, and... Uh, <laughs> And you eat MREs, mm-hmm. yeah? Yep. And the lesson was, don't be downwind of somebody <laughs> who just ate an MRE. <laughs> that has metaphorical uh, implications many, for, uh, for many things in life. Yeah. Don't, don't be downwind of, of, of an MRE. Of an MRE. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. That was fun. But the, the big lesson I got out of that was, uh, you know, like, you know, as a team going up that hill, uh, one person had to lead. Right. You know, and uh, what, uh, what we would do is we would put our hand on each other's back and we would push the mm-hmm. other person up. And what I got out of it wasn't so much the guy that was getting the push that was benefiting it. It was the guy who was doing the push. Right. So I remember there's this one time when Don was on there and Don, I was saying, I said to Don, I said, God, I'm really getting wiped out. Like I was like a little started to suffer out loud. And he mm-hmm. said, push me. You know, push me up, take care of me, and maybe you'll feel better. Nice. And it was yeah. really cool. Yeah. It was like, and I had that experience of, okay, I'll right. take care of him right. and I'll feel better. And uh, counter yeah. to thinking that the person being pushed sure. is getting better. Right. Yeah. No, that's great. And so I, I can translate that into, into many different ways into business. It also challenges life. the yeah. concept of who's leading. Yeah. Isn't it? You know, the guy in front isn't always leading. Right. This guy's pushing from the rear. Yeah. Is often the leader. Yeah. Uh, another big lesson was um, Smith. Uh, what's mm. his first name? Uh, Chris. Chris Smith. God, mm-hmm. What an amazing, oh, right. great coach. Amazing yeah. human being great too. Guy. Just yeah. made. And he taught me this uh, amazing lesson where during the the year before we came into the camp, we I did that evolution one a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And so one of the times I'm doing evolution one, he was the, the thing, and he's out there, and we're running, and the gap forms between the guys and me. So now there's about six guys behind me and yeah. about six guys in front of me and there's this big gap. Yeah. And he keeps close yelling at gap. me, close the gap, stump, you know, close right. the gap. And like, I'm, you know, I'm doing all I can to keep this thing closed. And then he says, you know, like, stop. Okay. St- everybody stop. Stump is, you know, right. causing right. us, you know, you know how yeah. he, he did his berate. I mean, and then he looked at me and he goes, takes 1% more energy to keep the gap closed. Right. And it takes 50% more energy to, close the, to close the gap. And the problem is you're causing everyone behind you to get exhausted. Right. Stop thinking about yourself, stump, and keep yeah. The gap closed. Like, give right. it one more percent, not for you, but the guys behind you. Right. And it was like, wow, how many times Profound. Yeah. in business and life, one person's not giving one percent more, and everybody behind yeah, them. Yeah, everyone who relies on him yeah. is is, yeah. is suffering. Yeah. Yeah. We have the, yeah. <clears throat> the saying that we we also use for that same exact uh, lesson is it's it's easier to keep up than to catch up. Yeah. And think about that in business or anything in life, right? You want to be a leader. Yeah. The energy, it's like spinning up the flywheel. You get it spun, and then it's easier to keep that thing spinning. But if you let it spin back down again, mm-hmm. and then you have to fire it start up again. Start it all up again. Yeah. Start it all up yeah. again. So it's easier to keep up than to catch up. Yeah. Keep your momentum. Yeah. Don't throttle back. Yeah. Even between you know entrepreneurial ventures, you know I think a lot, that's a that's a challenge. You know, guy sells his business. He's like, I'm going to take some time off, enjoy the fruits of my labor. Yeah. And three or four years go by, and there's like that inertia is right. low down, right. and then it gets difficult for them to get back in the game. Yeah, stay in. Stay the game. in the game. Stay in the game. Absolutely. That's that's even. So I'm 58 now, and that's like stay in the game. Like you, we thought like okay, maybe take a year off, but I'm watching. Yeah. I got to stay in the game. I have to stay connected. Right. You know, like I have to keep playing, or otherwise, that's my my greatest fear today, is is to become one of those guys that. Drops back as I get older. Yeah, you know, it, 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 and, and right. I'm watching it happen. They go down the golf course, and then they start playing golf, and then before you right. know, they hurt their ankle, and then they can't golf anymore. You know? <laughs> and then, like, you know, and then they're I'm getting depressed just listening. You, you know what I'm talking about? You <laughs> yeah, know, like, totally. and there's a whole I know a whole slew of these oh, guys. Know. You know, and you know, it's like finish strong. How do you finish? How do you finish, finish strong? strong? I mean, yeah. I think we yeah. need to be on the grind. You're yeah. 125 years old. Maybe that's an yeah. aggressive, but yeah. um. You know, technology might support us a little bit. We might have, you know, a few different knees and elbows and stuff. But yeah. keep driving forward, yeah. you know, as it makes sense to your body and mind. But that 
yeah. statement needs to be challenged in most people. Right. You know, so what makes sense to me is to work out for three hours a day, two hours hard, one hour soft, and do that for the rest of my life. Yeah. And if I die under a barbell, so be it. That's good. Yeah. So be it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what better way? Can I get to a spot here. <laughs> Nobody give me a spot. No, no, no. no. We're going to let this one go. It's your time, Mark. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 120, okay. 120 we're tired spotting for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, the, in the book, uh, I, this is what I was thinking of inviting people because we have so many people that. Uh, the Kokoro experience itself is so life-altering, mm-hmm. you know, both for younger and, and older guys. You know, Absolutely. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, men and women. Men and women. Yeah, right. exactly. Men and women. Uh, and I don't know uh, what it costs to go through now. Mm-hmm. Is there? I think it's $1,500 as we charge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, like, I always look at what's the barrier to play. And for some people, that could be the barrier. That could be, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and where there's a will, there's a way. We run it five times a year. I have yeah. no intention to run it more. You know, I want to keep it as authentic right. as we possibly can. You know, Outside Magazine built it as the hardest training in the world outside of Navy SEAL Hell Week. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. And anyway, so I would, but it's I would extraordinary. Agree, I would Everyone agree with can. That. <laughs> yeah. But the thing, yeah. what you learned and what yeah. a lot of others have is it, whether it takes you, whether you're ready now yeah. or it takes you six months, a yeah. year, or two years, or three years to prepare for it, most people. Most people, unless you have a real physical limitation, can do it. And this yeah. is, it's, that's why it's so empowering. Right. right. If you set that as a goal and you just organize your life, you get a coach, you start following the principles that we put out, you can do it. And there's yeah. life before Kokoro and there's life after Kokoro. After Kokoro, everything is easy. Yeah. Easier, I should say. Everything is easier. Well, That's everything different. has a context. Contextualizes. Like, yeah, yeah, if I could do that, I can do this. Like right. it's like Absolutely. it's like pff, no big day. Right. Yeah. Um, the uh, th- thing I want to add to that was is as um, soon as you put it in your calendar, even if it's a two year out or, or a year out. Right. It will start to orient your entire life. Your life will change the moment you put it in your calendar. Right. You're the, committing. You're yeah. making your commitment. You cannot wake up knowing that you're getting ready for this, that your life won't be different that day. You know, it's yeah, interesting, yeah, Joe. Yeah. Um, we still have, every single time we do a Kokoro camp, we still have like five people who don't show up, three to five. Yeah. So they've committed, they've paid the money, right. they put it in their calendar, and they still don't show up. So there's still another level. That burn, you know, the level of saying, I'm going to do this, to where like, versus I'm going to do this, if my life depends on it, I'm going right. to tell all my friends about it. There's nothing that's going to keep me from doing this. Yeah, those are you know still a gap there that has to be closed. Yeah, so it's something to be aware of and, and to you know to be honest with yourself. Yeah, and get you supported know? on that. Get I, support. I, I yeah. imagine most of those people they did it privately. You know, they're, they're, like, yeah. they're kind of on yeah. a secret mission, right. and it isn't like they they made it public. I have I have a way of operating. It's called you know go public before. Right. Once you make your commitment, put it out there. It's like take your hat, throw it over the fence. Now you have to hop over the fence to get your hat. Right. You know, like put it out there. Start, right. you know, put it on Facebook. I took everybody on the journey with me. I'm getting ready to go. I'm getting yeah. ready to go. Right. That's cool. And like there was no backing out. I couldn't like at the last thing, hey, you guys, yeah, listen, I've decided not to do this. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, you right. kind of taught me that too. Like, you know, like have somebody at the finish line. Right. That loves you. That you know you can't let him down. You mm-hmm. got to be there. Mm-hmm. And I remember you talking about your dad. You know, like when you went become a seal. You're like, mm-hmm. you know, hey, these guys are flying all the way up from the East Coast. Right. I better be at the ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that's yeah. a you know regret. You know, like a, you don't want to regret that. Uh, right. But there are, there are people listening right now or, or watching this right now that uh, you know that there's something that's calling you into a level of that is beyond where you're playing right now mm-hmm. and you're not sure what's going to take you there and may in more than likely because you're watching this right now it's a physical experience coupled with a spiritual awakening Absolutely. and then a mental breakthrough right you know like putting those three together and there's i don't know the, the combination of those yeah. three is profound and a lot of people experience all three yeah. Yeah. and often you need all three yeah. Right. To have this the transcendent breakthrough, the next level breakthrough. Yeah. That's that integration that we try to like bring to the training. It's integration. You're you're, you're experiencing such unique things physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Right. That when they come together, it's like a bunch of gears turning or picking a lock. All of a sudden, there's like right. something yeah. will hit, and then the whole thing will come together and. 
and there's nothing else to do. You just do it. It's like eating an apple, and the digestive system takes care of itself. Absolutely. The integration know? happens yeah. automatically. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah. So, you know, so that's, that's why you have to look in and, say, and ask yourself, you know, is, is it now time? You know, and right. I love. It's got to be time. And I, but you know, I love. You, you, I've watched this. You know, like you live, like you're going to die. You know, death is the informant. Like so, right. we're all going to die. Mm-hmm. And the question is, is if you knew you were going to die tomorrow, yeah. what would you sign What's up missing? today? Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, truly, right. I like. What would? How big would you play if you knew you were going to die tomorrow? It'd be probably much bigger than you're currently playing. And right. so, Kokoro is going to meet you at that. In my experience, well, met me at that place. And right. that would be my hope that more people would have that experience because uh, we need that energy on the right. planet to pull right. people up to that possibility. <laughs> yeah, and at yeah. risk of this sounding like yeah. a commercial from Kokoro, this is true for any major yeah. challenge, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, if you've yeah. always had a fantasy yeah. about climbing Everest or right. you know, going to the bottom of the Marianas Trench or flying into outer space or doing the zero-G flight or anything that's like a really audacious 20x yeah. challenge and you're holding back, gosh, what if today was your last day or tomorrow was your last day or this mm-hmm. was your last year? You just don't know. I mean... Nakamura um, used to say to us, one day, one lifetime. One day, one lifetime. And what he was basically saying is, get it in now, be present, live with your hair on fire, because guess what? Not only may this be your last day, so you want it to be right, right. but you have a lifetime of learning that you could find today. Right. It's like the yogi saying, one perfect breath can lead to enlightenment. So why not just focus on one breath at a time? Hmm. Yeah. Isn't that cool? I love that. One day. For, for people who are more externalized, uh, the model of doing something that no one else has done in your family or your immediate circle to inspire them to do other things yeah. is also an, a, a great right. way to inspire yourself. What I've done for my daughters by doing that was took away a lot of their excuses. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, like I, my daughter, Tracy, uh, who's 27, very successful uh, comic up in L.A., you know, and she keeps reminding me, like, you know, Dad, when you did that, I can't make an excuse up for being a failure. I mean, you took, you took it all away from me. Yeah, thanks you know, very much. You <laughs> thanks a lot, you know? And, you know, and I, I love that. Took the safety I love net that. out. Yeah. Yeah. To be a model, like to be a model for the people around you that you not only have the courage to to challenge yourself, whatever the experience is, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, to uh, actually follow through on it. So yeah, that's pretty cool. So here, here's here's what I'd like to do. Like okay. we have um, over at Amazon.com, uh, they're uh, twenty dollars. That's how much a book costs. And then what I would love to do is just take the proceeds from the sale. You know, uh, all the profit that we get, I think we make fifteen dollars or something like that, or twelve dollars. Mm-hmm. And then what we'll do is is we'll put it into a fund. Okay. And we'll create a Kokoro scholarship fund. Cool. And that would be for uh, anybody who's ready to take on the challenge, and then maybe maybe they write you a letter and talk about why they should be the one who should get mm-hmm. the scholarship mm-hmm. to Kokoro, mm-hmm. and uh, and then what we'll do is we'll take the profits from the book for the next you know three or four months, you know, and see if we can create three or four scholarships or five scholarships or whatever it is, okay, and then see see what happens from that. That's and, cool. Uh, and I and I do that because right. I, I but one so thing, we'll post the link. Yeah. yeah. On the web, on the podcast okay. website, yeah, um, a brief synopsis of this offer. Okay, and imagine it'll fund one. If it doesn't, yeah, if it doesn't f- completely fund one, I'll fill the gap. Yeah, right, right. I mean, if it funds more than one, that's amazing, yeah. right? But I tell um, like so, hundred people buy the book. We'll fund one. We'll fund one. Yeah, right? yeah. So, and I, everybody should buy the book to help one person get through the course. If you're not going to do it, buy the book so you help somebody else do it. <laughs> that's <laughs> you, pretty good. You know, I mean, that's you know, get you know, get outside yourself for a minute. And, and I promise you, if you don't like the book, I'll give you twice your money back. You know, you know go. if you don't well, like, we're the also going to put that guarantee. <laughs> there you go. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Most people know me. I don't. Not, I don't sell yeah. very well. I don't like to. But yeah. you know, it's it's this is cool because the book is actually really good. Um, and it's worth reading, especially if you're thinking about Kokoro. You know, yeah. of course, read my book first, The Way of the Seal. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll help you understand that yeah. one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But that's yeah. cool. That's a really generous yeah. offer. Um, so, if you don't go to the website, you do need to write a handwritten letter. I think that would be appropriate. You know, not an email. Write write yeah. a handwritten letter yeah. as to why you think um, you're worthy of Joe's offer for a scholarship. Right. And I, and I think you should address it to both of us and send, send it to SealFit headquarters, 849 2nd Street, Encinitas, California, 92024. And I'll read it, and maybe I'll give it a rank, okay, know, one yeah, to five, yeah. and then I'll give it to you. Okay. You know, so you know, maybe we'll get 10 or 20 applications, and, and we'll just notify you by um, 
Yeah. Make sure we know how to contact you. Yeah, that'd be it'd be awesome. <laughs> that'd be fun to do. Yeah, that. but and, and if we could change a couple of people's lives, you know, that yeah. wouldn't, wouldn't have that path otherwise. Because that's sure. the one thing you never want. In our, this is my belief is is that we have created our, we have this structure, this economic structure in our country, mm-hmm. that if you don't have money, yeah. you you're, you suffer. You suffer. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's levels that you suffer at. And so, how do you create space? for people who have the talents and the gifts, but the mm-hmm. structure that's been put in place just limits that that last mm-hmm. step, you know? Mm-hmm. So if you're that person who needs that last step, maybe you can hear this and go, okay, this is right. this is this is a, an answer to prayer. So that's Very cool. where it comes from. Very cool. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> kind of one last thing I want to address and then we'll we'll probably have to wrap it up here is one thing that I've learned from you is um, the power of asking good questions, mm. right? And I, I've often said that the quality of your life is affected or based on even the quality of the questions that you ask. Right. I mean, a lot of other things have to come into play, of course. And um, I remember like four years ago, you taking me through this seven layer question mm. process. Mm-hmm. And it was very cool. And it, it, just, it just gets you thinking. Mm. Because there's the truth behind the truth, behind the truth, behind the truth, behind right. the truth. And right. every time you neck it down, you get closer and closer to reality. Yeah. So um, you were talking the other day about some work you're doing with your Brovance group right. about helping them have their best year ever. Right. Right. And so I thought maybe we could walk through some uh, like a process. What are you taking them through yeah. to help them ask the right questions? That's good. So I'll, you and I kind of mocked this up a little bit earlier, okay. but well, let's, let's, let's see if we can do it in a, uh, like a fresh way. So hit the sure. reset button like you've never heard it before. Yeah. And so, I don't remember anything anyways. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so there's yeah, like five questions that uh, I'm looking for one-word answers to. Right. You know, like so, By the way, if you're yeah. listening, get a pencil yeah. and write these questions down. Yeah. These are really good, and you can use these on yourself and on your team. Yeah, and, uh, and, the, <clears throat> and the questions... Uh, are just looking for words that are meaningful to you. Right. They don't have to be, have any external meaning. So if you pick a word, if you say the words, you know what it means. Right. So I don't have right. to understand doesn't it. Mean it yeah. necessarily yeah. the same thing. Doesn't. So so if I if I was to say, okay, Mark, we're going to just focus right now on uh, creating something in your life that's going to improve improve you in many ways. Mm-hmm. And so what in and. and uh, and because as I'm going into this, I just want to say this is that before people be, can be persuaded to do something, they have to be convinced that it's good for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so, you know, right. so just, the convincing thing I want to say is is that when you take the time and you get clarity about what you want, uh, and if you can get it down to simple one and two word statements, there, mm-hmm. as soon as you get that clarity, and you're, you're likely to it, right, and, and you anchor it, and you're likely to remember it because right. most people set a goal on January first and they can't even remember what it was right. on February first, right. and so right. goal setting is got a bad wrap around right. that because they say it doesn't work. You're, you're right because it's too complex. So right. how can you make it real simple? And so that's what I kind oh, of cool. organized okay. was a yeah. simple thing. So now, 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 based on that, would this be the system that you'd want to do that with? So, right. so the first question I would ask is if you could come up with one word that would be a word that represents uh, a, a theme that you'd like to have for your life. And so I have a little, I have a little list of words. There's some words are you maybe nice. you can just, if you want to look at there, 66 words there. And they're character-based words. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things you would do is, is you would get a list of you know, all the different possible words and just kind of look them over mm-hmm. and, and then find 10 or 12 that resonate. And then maybe sit down with Mm-hmm. Sandy, or you sit down with Devin, or the three of you guys get together and say, "Hey, what's you know? I'm looking what's at next year. What's the what's the word? What's the word? You know? So let's say that we've gone past that, and mm-hmm. you are looking at that. What word jumps out at you? <coughs> honor, honor, beautiful. Okay, so now you take honor, and now every question you're going to ask would be, "What would honor do?" Right. So if you're going to make a decision, what would honor do? Honor, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Honor would, would... No, so let me give you a question. Oh, okay. Okay, so, yeah, okay, so we're going to take honor. Now we're going to bring it to one of the areas of your life. It could bring to fitness, to family, mm-hmm. to fun, to faith. Just take those four mm-hmm. areas. Mm-hmm. So which one would honor like to work on right now? Um, I think... Um, wow. Fitness, family, faith. Faith, fun. Fun. Family, faith, fun, yeah. Where would honor like to do some work? Where would honor like to do some work? Yeah. I think 
So what's, hap- what's, occurring, what's occurring for you right now when you, when you ask honor to do it? Well, I, my yeah. mind is going through and trying to prioritize things that are all really important. Yeah, so if there you is just, no prioritization. So just if, you could, if you just get quiet with that for a minute and just go inside, don't let the mind do too much of that work. Oh, and yeah. just ask, like, what would honor, where would honor like to go? Where does honor, like, if I look at my family, immediate, my friends, when I look at my faith, when I look at my finances, right. you know, when I look at my fun part of my life, where does where does honor wanna where does honor wanna honor wants right to seep itself into all of those yeah. and uplift them all to be more authentic. Okay, so then which one would you like to work on first? Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Faith. Faith. Okay, beautiful. Okay, so now we'll take everything and put that on the side. So that that's a little game that we have to play because when it comes to goal setting, what we do is is we go into overwhelm and how do I have a financial goal, a family goal, a fitness goal, a fun goal, a faith goal. Before you know it, you got like 10 goals. Right. And and they're not... I'm with you on that. What I like to try to do, you know, is focus on a character goal that will influence all of those domain-specific goals. Yeah. And... And this is where honor, you know, in this yeah. sense, can influence all those. But you know, it, it'll influence faith different than family than yeah. finances. Well, we'll see. We'll see where it take, takes us. So honor and faith. So when you think of faith, uh, now imagine you're going to bring it into an action. What's one specific behavioral change that you'd like to make in the next ninety days to one hundred twenty days that would bring more honor to your faith? I think probably. Um, Increasing my level of commitment mm. to my personal practice. I love that. And that. And now, if we were to take that uh, increase in personal commitment to your level of practice to create a measurement for it, right. what would be the one number that you would like to assign as a as a as a goal? One. One. Okay. One. One in the context of one twenty-four minute meditation session every day. Beautiful. So here's where we're at. We got. We're bringing honor to our area of faith. And the way we're gonna measure that is, is one 25 minute uh, personal meditation. Silence meditation session. A week? A week? A day. A day, one a day, oh, one, one a day. day. Okay, good, so now. Easy day. Yeah, what a, what a beautiful place to start. Now, now, you know, even now you probably get a little more clarity. You're going, okay, one a day right. is where my honor is. Right. You know, and it's like honor, one a day. It's like it's just a couple of words. Nobody else in the world needs to know what that means, but you're real clear what it is. Honor, one a day, yeah. Honor, one a day. You know, you, and, and yeah. when you choose not to do one a day, what you're actually choosing is to be dishonorable. Dishonoring myself, dishonoring, yeah. Yeah, Interesting, yeah. I like that. Yeah, yeah. And so, or, or, you're, or you're saying honoring is not that important to me. Right. Not meditation is not that important right, to me. Right, you know, Because right. so, that's the doing part. Now, let, let's put some juice in that. And then what Mark was referring to earlier was a series of questions. Mm-hmm. And it's a values-based question. So the question I ask, and I put it in this little workbook here. You know what I'll do is I'll put this up on the website. This is a guide, and everybody can download this for free. Oh, cool. This is, it's, yeah. it's called Have Your Best Year Ever. And it's a 50-page guide that you can go through to walk through the whole process right. there. And yeah. so you can walk through it. And so the next level is, now, what's important What's important about honoring one a day? Honoring one a day to you. And now I'm going to ask that question seven times to you. Okay. okay so you're going to want to move through this rapidly for okay. the sake of time also. So what's important? What's important about that? Yeah. Um, consistency, you know, of, of practice okay. is where growth lies. So, so I'm, going to, see, I'm going to use this little form in the back. Back, so you got to. Okay. So I'm going to write down the word consistency in that block. Okay. So just remember, I only have a limited amount of space, so I'm really looking for just a just word. A word. Okay. Yeah, consistency. So when when you say the word consistency, it means different things to different people. Sure. So to you, what's important about consistency to you? Uh, what's important about consistency to, to me? In, in in the context of honor, one day. Hmm. I'm drawing a blank here. I think consistency is it. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's external. It's external. Yeah. 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 So, where's if you go in and say, well, what's important about consistency to me? What what is that? What's driving well, me to say big consistency? To to check. I mean, to have the uh, relationship, relation per, personal relationship, like to not be to to every day to check in. Yeah. And that's a personal relationship. And that's a personal relationship. That's beautiful. So when now, now you can see 
there's something important about that to you. Right. Like, so what's important about personal relationship to you? Um, to me, what's important about the personal relationship is the stillness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So these are all, words are called meta-programs. Right. Consistency, personal relationship, and stillness. Right. Now you have a story about all of those words that I'm not familiar with, right. but those are really those are, crucial to you. my story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So stillness has a deep meta-program. Mm -hmm. So when you say stillness, what's important about stillness to you? Um, What's important about stillness to me is the ability or the opportunity it affords to listen. Mm. And, well, we'll just go. Yeah, I love there. that. I love that because out of stillness comes listening. It's not listening comes stillness. Right. Yeah. yeah. And even before that, what I have to do is, is really be connected to the personal relationship. And that only happens from consistency. Right. You know, so yeah. there's like a story it's that's being told. Yeah. You know, like, right. wow, my honor is in my consistency to develop a personal relationship with stillness so I can listen. Right. And I do that one a day. Right. Yeah. So it's the story. It's your new story that you're bringing right. forward. So now if you take it up another level. Now we're at like what we call as level uh, five, six, and seven. So mm -hmm. we're at four levels right now. And truth always ascends. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of truth in this, but there's even more truth. Mm -hmm. And so let's see where that goes. Okay. So when you a a a say the word listen, what's important about listening to you? Well, th there's... Um, there's what's important about listening to me is I get to listen to my inner voice, mm -hmm. my soul's voice, mm -hmm. as well as what other, you know, whatever other information or voice may be trying to communicate with me. Okay, Does so that makes sense. So, well, I hear, I, you know, I'm able yeah. to, to, to still myself so that my own inner wisdom can be heard, but also. Um, you know, God's voice or universal consciousness or the spirit that runs through all things. Yeah. Now, so, and those, you know, those two are in a dance. Yeah, no, and I think that, that there's, uh, what I'm hearing you say is, is, is that when I connect to that stillness, I also connect to the inner wisdom, which is the voice of God. In, in your well, experience, yeah, your voice, your voice to God. The voice God. of God yeah. and, and my version of whatever that is. Yeah, it's personal to you. Right. And, but you get that through consistency right. and personal relationship. And through that personal relationship, you get to really get still. Right. Stillness creates listening. Right. Listening creates a depth of inner wisdom, which accesses your voice yeah. to the source. Right. So what's important about you tapping into that voice of God or that source voice to you? It makes me feel whole. Yeah, so, so we would say, like, the word whole is your metaprogram. Mm -hmm. And that's a beautiful word. So I would say, Mark, looks to me, when you look at where you're going to go next, it's about bringing honor to your faith. Mm -hmm. One a day for your wholeness. Write mm -hmm. <laughs> <Nice. laughs> yeah. that down. Yeah, and so it's like, that's, it, it, that, that's yeah. it. You know, like, but there's all these other things that have to get us there. Right. But did you notice when I asked that last question, it just was, there was no, there was nothing about it. Right. So wholeness is important to you. Like really, there's something, and that's my experience of you too. Like alignment, wholeness, phew, yeah. the next level, mm -hmm. and that's going to be showing up. And you're honoring your one a day. Right. You know. Now, let's take it to the next level. There's probably what I love about that yeah. is it, it provides a yeah. a very concise and simple grounding in this process. You yeah. know, of wholeness, of right. finding wholeness, of growing toward wholeness. One a day. One a day. And that's enough. You know, so here's another thing that's going through my mind is like there are a million paths yeah. to develop yourself spiritually and mentally or to find enlightenment, you know, and re million religions and a million <laughs> different spiritual paths and a million. Ten million if you go ten, to India. Exactly. Ten million. <laughs> all these yeah. deities yeah. and, yeah. you know, all these different concepts and constructs. And I, I remember... This brings me back to Miyamoto Musashi was talking about this in the context of sword fighting. Mm. He says, don't choose 10,000 different sword strikes and practice them once. Right. Choose one. Practice it. And practice it 10,000 times. Yeah, right. Or 100,000 times. Right. 
All we need is one. And so my one thing is to sit in silence for yeah. 25 minutes a day. And, it's and that will lead me to wholeness. And that's the most honoring thing you can do. And that's honorable. Yeah, you're honoring yourself when you do right. that. Yeah. So now, when I want to, my communication to you to support you would be is, Mark, did you honor yourself with one today? Yes. So you can experience that wholeness that you so deeply desire. I did. Yeah. That's why I feel so darn good right yeah, now. Yeah, and, then, and, <laughs> and it, it, I had a good workout on top yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And That's you, awesome. Yeah, okay, good now, stuff. So, now I've taken cool. two, two more things. Okay. And, this is, and this is this bringing it right down to the street level because this is where rubber meets the road right. is. What's the one thing that's going to absolutely, you know, in your mind that if it could get in the way, it would get in the way? What is that habit or that some, something gets travel in the way? Travel and work travel. Yeah. And so, and then in the, in the travel, what, what, is, what occurs in there though? I, is it procrastination? Is it delay? Is it excuses? I think it's a, yeah. Yeah. It's a habit of not doing it when I travel. Right. Which can be, you know, a lot of things. Being tired, space, you know. Right. But I haven't developed the habit as much to do it when I travel. Okay, so so let's let's label that, okay. and let's call that something. So I'm at risk of not honoring myself and being whole mm -hmm. when I travel. And what happens is, what is that? What happens? Something happens. It's like you disconnect from your. Something happens. What do you? What do you? And this has to be your word. Right. So we're just looking for one word. I think it's um, just, what's yeah. a good word for this? Change. Change. The change environment, yeah. right? Yeah. Down in an airplane, yeah. hotels, you know, there's the routine shifts. Which, yeah. So the lack of routine. There you go. Yeah. No routine. The routine disrupt gets disrupted. Yeah. And so, you know, we need to have a routine around the non-routine. You see, now you already... You, you Going to the solution. You've course. already engineered the solution. Yeah. So, so the, the, the plan would be, I would say to you, to have your best year ever, one element is this area called faith. And it's honoring your faith with one a day of that committed time into that level of stillness where mm -hmm. you're going to do it consistent, consistently so you develop that personal mm -hmm. relationship mm -hmm. you know, with that source, with that inner wisdom mm -hmm. so you can experience wholeness. The thing that can get in the way is, is when you change the environment mm -hmm. but you know the answer is routine. Right. You know, and so that, sh that, would, cool. that would be like, okay, how do you take that and just say, honor, one a day, wholeness, change, routine. Mm -hmm. And just put that into mm -hmm. a, you know, onto a bulletin board or right. put it on your wrist, you know, mm -hmm. uh, you know with right. and then that just becomes your mantra. Right. And so that's, that's is cool. a little process it, yeah. that we created. And it all started out of uh, what Mark said is, is, you know, how do you ask better questions so you can right. get better answers. Right. So if you want to download that, I'll put it up at the site and they can just okay. download that. And that's great. I, that I love process. that process. Yeah. 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 It helps to go through with a guide. If you, you know what I mean? yeah, but you, you can could do it alone, you know. Oh, I think I think I think what or... you just watched was me going through it. You know, use that as a model, and then take your your son through it, take your daughter through it, and then have them take you through it. Right. You know, because there is something about being committed. Remember to at it. the uh, Unbeatable Mind retreat when um, Captain Schultz went through the discussion on ethos, developing a person ethos. Beautiful. It was awesome. Yeah, and yeah. We, I think we just uh, launched this podcast on that. Um, what I thought was really powerful is he said he encouraged us to go sit down with our spouse yeah. and to co-create, right? First, have her help you define your ethos and vice versa, right. right? Because a lot of times someone you live with through asking good questions or even you asking questions to them and having this back and forth can, That's where the can ferret is. out yeah, yeah. the ethos because yeah. you know, they know your character sometimes better than we know our character. How what cool an authentic is that? conversation that Various, is. And this yeah. process would help with that. Yeah. You know, yeah. or a version of it. So, what a neat idea. So, yeah. you know, how many people, and I encourage you to ask and to think about this, is are really clear about their ethos and their stand and are, are, you know, can articulate it for your spouse or your loved one. Right. And then together, you understand where you guys are similar and where you're different in, mm -hmm. your, in your ethos, which then creates more of a kind of a common shared ethos. The, the, the similarities and differences right. create the shared ethos yeah. of the relationship. You're saying women are different. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs>
And thank God. <laughs> Please. <laughs> All right. Okay. Awesome, Joe. Good, good. Yeah, we're going to wrap up here, but thank okay. you very much and, and generous offer. Thank you very much for offering that yes, um, yeah. the scholarship idea yeah. and the download of your book. I don't have to say I hope to see you again because I'll probably see you in the grinder tomorrow. <laughs> Whenever I see Margaret, what's your workout? And if you come out here to SealFit, you, you can meet Joe in person. Yeah. And, uh, really interesting stuff. So thank you very much. Good. Um, Hoo-yah. Hoo-yah, yeah. exactly. Thank you. Boom. Good. Boom. <laughs> Excellent. All right, folks. So that's it for now. Thank you very much to Joe. Uh, send your comments. Um, however we do that on the website. Um, send us an email, info at SealFit. And... Um, Make sure you drop your email into the opt-in form on our website. And we've got some special offers for my new Unbeatable Mind book, third edition coming out, as well as a 30-day trial for Unbeatable Mind Academy. So drop your email there and you'll get those soon, if not right away. And um, hoo-yah! Swinging frogmen of the U.T.T. Oh, oh.